If you are wondering why ABC by the Jackson 5 has replaced our theme song, you are in for a surprise. We have a very special guest today, and it's none other than Surya, who is interestingly here not as your host but as your guest. And the reason he is coming here as a guest is, as I keep telling everyone, he is suffering from success. This success story is, of course, about Surya cracking CAT and GMAT, and I'm not sure uh, what other exams he has given that he has not told us about. But he has got admissions in. I am ABC. Anyway, I'm joined by two others today: Ranjini from License to Skill and Shri, our overworked designer. Hey everyone. Hello guys. So the reason I am here is that as someone who's preparing for uh, both CAT and GMAT, I figured Surya would be the perfect person to offer me some gyan on how to improve my preparation process. So hi Surya, right off the bat, congratulations on clearing these entrance exams, CAT and GMAT. Uh, I was just wondering if you could tell us more about the exams themselves. Hey everyone, it's uh, great to be here on the other side of the podcast, and of course, this incredible success story that uh, has been referred to is of course not as incredible, but uh, we need to say that so that you listen to the episode. Surya being modest question. as usual. But uh, moving on to the question, uh, yeah. So I think everyone knows about CAT. It's at least a famous exam. Uh, like JE, lakhs of Indians every year decide that they have to give on the competitive exam. And CAT gives you. Uh, it's the preliminary stage to getting admission into a large number of management institutes. And recently, even a few institutes abroad have started accepting CAT scores for some of their programs. So that's a good thing. And the GMAT is of course more international, and ISB and other international institutes accept the GMAT. Uh, both exams are designed to test for similar skills. Uh, they try to test for quantitative ability, uh, how good you are at verbal, that is English, and how good you are at interpreting data. There are some differences between the two. The GMAT is uh, uh, an adaptive test, which basically means the difficulty level of the question in front of you depends on how well you have done on the GMAT so far. Also, you can take the GMAT up to five times in a year, CAT only once. But just remember that each time you take the GMAT, it takes a lot out of your pocket. So that's more or less that about the exams. Surya, is it true that on the morning of giving CAT, you had about a food poisoning? Yes, very true. Thank you for bringing it up. It makes my incredible success story more incredible. And probably yes, tells yeah. how scared you were. Yeah. How did oh you, yeah, yeah, that too. How did you manage the illness? I think I took a. A pill with me along with along with me to the exam, so I had that after the <laughs> food poisoning episode. So yeah, that's how I managed. Not through sheer willpower, but through sheer pharmaceutical power. Through sheer pill power. Yeah, you can see from here itself that Ranjini would be a total success giving the cat, but it's just too too easy for her, so she doesn't ever bother. But yeah, coming to Shree's question, I think she wanted to know more about the exams. Yeah, could you also tell us more about the difficulty level of the exams and what you found difficult while taking the exam? So the CAT exam has uh, three sections. The first is verbal, the second is data interpretation and logical reasoning, and the third is quant. So there isn't one specific difficulty level for each person. It depends a lot on your background and on your previous competency in these sections. 
like let me take ranjini for an example she definitely wouldn't find the verbal hard she may find the quant hard so that's what i mean personally in my case i found the verbal really really hard and that had more to do with the fact that there's a lot of time pressure on you so if you ask me what's the most difficult thing about cat i would say that the time pressure is the most difficult if you look at a cat paper today from the comfort of your own house you will find that it's a very easy exam it's not intellectually challenging or anything but giving it with that time pressure makes it really challenging so managing your time is perhaps the best thing to learn while preparing for cat and in earlier years the difficulty level of the paper absolute difficulty used to be skewed more towards quant and data interpretation but of late it's been uh, increase verbal sections are getting increasingly tougher so that's a trend that i've noticed so the difficulty level shouldn't be any different for those without a background in quantitative uh, studies i don't think so i think uh, the exam is oriented so that people without a background in quant actually have an advantage over the years the iims have had the strategy of uh, bringing more non quant people into the institute and you can see the increase like earlier it used to be 95% engineers but today i am ahmedabad has only maybe 60% uh, engineers so that's a very clear strategy that has been laid down and because of that uh, the verbal section has become progressively harder data interpretation is more or less a universal section so they don't mind keeping it hard but the quant difficulty level has decreased dramatically Yeah. So, uh, about GMAT, should I talk about that now, or should we go to it later? I think maybe you can like give an overview about it too. Yeah. So, the GMAT has only two sections that count. Uh, it has two other sections that don't count, but you have to write anyway. So, the two sections that count are verbal and quant. The two sections that don't count are a data interpretation section, uh, different from the CAT one, and there's a writing test for around ten minutes. What do you mean by they don't count? so you get a gmat score out of 800 uh, so okay. in that 800 score these things don't count so the gmat verbal is a tad bit more difficult than the cat verbal the difficulty is more because the format is very different uh, which i'll try to get into later the quant is much 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 easier uh, it's fifth standard math if cat is 10th standard math so. so moving on when do you think would be a good time to start preparing for these entrance exams I'll uh, talk about it from my experience and a couple of friends uh, that I've spoken to. So I started preparing seriously for it only in, by June end, I think. Uh, but I'd done a little preparation before that, uh, starting from March, and this is March twenty twenty and July and June twenty twenty. Again, a lot of preparation for the management entrance exams depend on your previous competency. Suppose you're really good at verbal, you don't really need to put a lot of effort into it. Suppose you're really good at quant. Uh, you don't really need to put a lot of effort so there are people who start preparing for cat one year or one and a half years in advance as well and there is nothing wrong with that the more you prepare probably stand a better shot uh, but ideally the latest you should start is uh, june end or four to five months before cat and for gmat i didn't do any se- separate prep specific to the exam i gave my cat got a good percentile and i think i gave two gmat marks before actually giving the gmat right but i i have one question before we go at uh, when did you decide that you wanted to put for cat like final decision i am sure you would be thinking about this from your first year of engineering but when did you finally decide that no i have to write cat okay i don't think i definitely start thinking about this in the first year of engineering that is too much no i think uh, fourth year end 
or fourth year middle was the time when i decided i'm giving it so and the follow up to the thing that you mentioned right like you have to know how you, how, how good you are in all the different sections is there a way to objectively know how good you are yeah, should you like definitely the first thing you should do when you start cat prep is to give a mock that is give last year's cat paper in my case that was out of 300 and whatever score i got you can map it to a percentile and see how far it is from your desired percentile uh, so before you give cat you should understand that different people need a different percentile as a general engineering male student a gem is what they call it yeah very sad you're really not treated as a gem but uh, anyway gem so is something did... which is not found as commonly as engineers male engineers in india but let's carry on that's the irony i think but uh, yeah so you definitely need at least 99.7 plus to get a call from ahmedabad bangalore or calcutta that is a call for an interview where they can still reject you so yeah so i knew i had to get that much and to be on the safe side you need to get above 99.9 because bangalore has all these weird restrictions um, that forced you to get a 99.9 uh, so i gave my first mock i got a decent enough score in that i, I think i got around 99.6 percentile if i had mapped it uh, to last years so that time i knew i was uh, decent enough i wouldn't have to put too much of an effort but that's the first step like there are people i know who have scored only 100 on 300 in their first cat mock so those people probably need a little more time little more effort to score the desired person so that's what you need to do i think the first 2 3 months of your cat prep are still all all of it just goes in giving mocks and most of your cat prep goes in giving mocks you give test after test i think i would have given at least 50 tests in the past 7 uh, months leading up to cat also a warning here about uh, 99.6 to 99.9 that transition is extremely difficult Uh, so i underestimated myself and then later realized you can consistently get 99.6s but you can't consistently get 99.9s unless you actually put in the effort so when you gave your test in your final year did you find it difficult to balance it with your other responsibilities for example other professional commitments or personal interests and so on final year as a dual degree student is totally peaceful you don't have much to do so you can definitely give it then and all the people with workx i speak to tell me it's it's really too much of a pain to give cat with workx you work 12 to 13 hours a day after after an iit degree i think that's the bare minimum people expect you to work so it's very hard preparing with that also another thing i feel is that we all get progressively more dumb as we age so the earlier you give it the better it's very hard to solve complicated math problems as we grow old just to follow up to ranjini's question so for how long is the cat score valid like can you uh, wait a couple of years after you take the cat to apply to the iim no you can't that's uh, that's unfortunate but you have to give it every year okay. but the gmat is valid for 5 years so sorry what are some of the best resources to study from uh, from your experience yeah sure uh, so like i mentioned earlier there are three sections so i'll give uh, section specific resources so the first is verbal so for verbal the thing you need to get good at is reading large passages and uh, deriving conclusions from from them so basically all of verbal can be uh, compressed together and uh, said to be a test of how well you can read and uh, interpret uh, stuff uh, so that's what you need to attack during your preparation Uh, so the simplest solution of course is to read a lot 
but it needs to be a little more directed the things that worked for me were uh, reading uh, regular articles on aon.com arts and letters daily the economist the guardian and so on Uh, so the moment you start giving these mock tests you'll realize that a lot of these uh, passages are picked up from these websites that i mentioned earlier so reading uh, articles there would definitely give you an edge both in cat and in the mocks so that's what you need to do for verbal so reading the and along with this reading a newspaper is always a good thing it will help you in interview prep as well so basically your verbal prep should be a lot of reading and the harder the article you read the harder the story you read the better for you So uh, the next surya mm-hmm. uh, in your preparation while you mentioned about reading right so were you just reading it or were you reading one passage and then trying to do something on that passage like a revision sort of a thing understanding what were those places and all of that i never did that but i think it's a good exercise so in my case i think i was able to escape without doing that because i just read for so long that naturally uh, in your mind you start thinking about things but if you're someone who's new to reading it's probably a good idea to uh so some of the faculty at coaching institute suggests that you read a passage then note down your thoughts like what is the key idea in the passage uh, what are some key assumptions they make so if you see the cat questions in these reading comprehensions the questions will be of this form like what is the central idea of this passage what are some of the assumptions that the author makes what is a false assumption that the author makes uh, what is some inference that you can derive from a particular sentence so if you do this automatically while you're reading in your head well and good if you don't uh you should write down on a piece of paper that this was the key idea this was the assumption that they made so yeah what you suggested is a very very good idea also all the resources that you mentioned right did you find it organically or did you find it at a place or someone told you that these are the resources so i found all these on quora but uh, there is a forum so there's this forum called pagal guy and uh, yeah yeah it's the name is funny but yeah the forum is really really good so every cat aspirant acts, i think every cat aspirant goes there they have this uh, 1 lakh member strong online platform and that's probably the best forum for any doubt that you have regarding cat prep i think they also for gmat there are other forums that are equally good uh, so yeah there if you just type in a question saying what do i do for verbal they'll give you an answer based on your current level of verbal prep got it i th- i think we are done with verbal right we can move to other section Yeah so the second section is DILR so that is data interpretation and logical reasoning so the structure of the section is uh, uh six questions i think no five questions this year uh, usually used to be eight so this year the exam uh, pattern because of covid they reduced it to two hours rather than three hours so the data interpretation and logical reasoning section is uh, again a bunch of comprehensions so five to six comprehensions three of uh, data interpretation two of logical reasoning or vice versa Uh, so data interpretation is when you're thrown a large bunch of data and you're supposed to make sense out of it so it can be a bar graph pie chart uh, typically cat is of course much much more complicated than a usual a bar graph or pie chart but it's some form of data that you need to interpret uh, these questions are usually kind of easy can be managed logical reasoning is much harder uh, so there are these various types of puzzles that you're expected to solve and they do not uh, come from any particular form so it's completely new you just need to work on it that day, that particular day of the exam and hope you crack so what can you do to prep there is no preparation material that you need to use uh, it's all mock tests uh, so i used to give the full mock tests that's where i used to do data interpretation i also got these specific data interpretation mocks alone like those 40 minutes alone i used to do that 
So the first, uh, I think the first two three months of doing data interpretation, logical reasoning, unless you are like a bona fide genius, you're going to suffer. Uh, I I think I scored less than forty percent, less than thirty percent many times. Uh, but it's something that you can definitely get better at with practice. The major problem that you'll face is you don't get an idea on how to crack a question. That definitely gets better with practice because our mind gets sharper. The other problem is uh, time will run out. Uh, so that again gets better with practice. So you just need to practice a lot. And what about the quant section? Yeah, quant is the section that is different, like very different for different people. Some people struggle at it a lot. Some people don't. Uh, typically, people of our background don't have much of a problem. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'll segment it into engineers, non-engineers. For engineers, it's the easiest scoring section. And uh, but you can't take it lightly. Like uh, even I've struggled with quant quite a bit because of the time pressure. I think CAT has around twenty-four questions in quant that you're supposed to solve in forty minutes. So that's kind of difficult. It's manageable, but little difficult. So again, you get better at it as you prep. One one tip that I would give is you make notes of the formula that you use in these problems and revise it before the exam. So that's very helpful. For non-engineers, it is uh, you'll have to start with the basics. But uh, the good thing is the difficulty in quant is reduced dramatically over the years. So doing CBSE class nine, ten is should be more than enough to crack quant. Doing that to revise your concepts, then starting to solve these mock papers and uh, separate quant papers should be helpful. What do you mean by basics? Is it addition, subtraction, or what is basic? I said class nine, ten math. Did you learn addition in class nine and ten? I don't remember. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> no, no stuff like. Uh, Yeah, stuff like basic statistics. Then okay, maybe class eleven also, like uh, permutation, combination, uh, sequence, and series. So that's the stuff like AM, GM, HM, all those things. You need to remember. Like I forgot all that. Then uh, cone formula, volume formula, surface area, all these things. So that's what I meant by basics. Also, they ask. They have this fascination with geometry, so they ask uh, quite a few questions from that. So all the circles, similar triangles, congruent triangles, all that also need. Uh, do you think that maybe joining a coaching center would be more helpful, or is it possible to uh, prepare on your own? Definitely possible to prepare on your own. Huge percentage of people prepare on their own. Uh, they enroll in coaching centers just to get mock tests because uh, coaching centers do a wonderful job of uh, giving you mocks. So that's why they enroll. You don't uh, need to go to a coaching center and learn from them. You can a lot of self study is possible, and probably the good thing to do saves you a lot of time. Can you also give us like a preparation game plan, a sort of timeline that you followed? Um, so, my first step was giving a mock. Like when I decided that okay, I'm going to write CAT 2020 seriously, not for fun. <laughs> a lot of people, anyway. I think most of uh, the people in most of people just give CAT just like that. Uh, but if you're going to do it seriously, the first step that uh, you should take is to give a mock. So. based on that you will know what percentile you have uh, right now with no prep and that will help you kind of make a plan so that's the first step i i got a fairly good score that time and this was i think around march of uh, 2020 um so then you need to this segment into section wise prep you need to figure out which is your weak area so for me initially i felt that my weak area was uh, data interpretation so i used to put a lot of focus on that Uh, by focus i mean i solved a lot of papers uh, on in that section alone so that was my first step along with this every weekend i used to give one or two marks 
so the time mock and the ims mock that's how uh, the prep went uh, till june june end uh, from july beginning july mid you have to take it a little more seriously i think i put in 4 to 5 hours a day you have to give more mocks like i used to give three mocks a week or two mocks a week at least analyze these mocks and so on yeah so at each point in time during this uh, journey you will start to get weak at different things like at points i have struggled in verbal at different points i have struggled in quant different points i have struggled in dl so at each of these moments you're supposed to figure out why you're uh, suffering why you're struggling and uh, make a game plan to sort that out so this game plan like while i can tell mine it's very 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 personal uh, the only constant thing for everyone is to give a lot of mocks but uh, besides that it's very personal based on your based on your previous knowledge based on uh, what you're finding difficulty cool i think we have spent a lot of time already on the preparation stuff about the before the interview about the exam let's move forward then let's discuss about your interview shri i think you can ask about interview now so you had mentioned that they would try to um, give you some situations or questions that you might not expect so what do you expect during the interview so i'll just take a step back you give the cat i think around november last week you figure out your score by december mid uh, then itself you know that i'm going to get uh, whichever interview calls that i want and all that so the interview start only by feb uh, middle so like i mentioned earlier um, uh, your cat percentile is just one of the factors in uh, getting you an interview call so your interview call depends on your class 10th percentage your class 12th percentage your cgp and undergrad the amount of work experience you have yeah the time the uh, undergraduate degree like engineers obviously get penalized yeah so all these factors it's very complicated they have uh, this complicated algorithm that sorts it out and gives you a call if you're selected by the institute so with this you get an interview call so i got calls from ahmedabad bangalore calcutta and lucknow uh, and the others yeah so then uh, the next now i'll come to your question sorry for the detour so in an interview you are trained to expect the unexpected as cliche as that sounds there is no standard iim interview unfortunately uh, each person's interview is very different uh, there are few common themes that you need to prepare based on so i'll tell you that one is a personal uh, theme second is academics or work ex and the third is uh, current affairs so this broadly covers your preparation so in the personal theme it comes ranges from why your name is what your name is to uh, your extracurriculars to your uh, awards and achievements and so on that comes in your personal theme in the second theme is academics and work experience so that's where they ask you questions on electrical engineering in my case or ceramics engineering in your case so the third is current affairs so they also ask you a lot of questions on current affairs. so these are three themes that you need to prepare based on besides all this there are random questions that they ask if they are in the mood to ask random questions um, so that's it that's that's how you prepare for the interview again it's mostly a test of how calm you remain how you react to unforeseen situations that's that's mostly how it's what it's a test of uh, there are these common interview questions that you can find anywhere like tell me about yourself why mba uh, why not get some work ex and then come to an mba so all these standard questions uh, you'll find somewhere else but this is how you need to approach the interview surya but before the interview uh, isn't there a sop process for few of the institutions yeah yeah correct thanks for reminding me uh, only i am bangalore needs an sop and an lor uh, also 
it needs two lors and an sop the lors you need to get if you are a fresher you can get it from uh, intern guide or you can get it from a prof uh, and the sop of course you have to write on your own so the sop prompt for i am bangalore is uh, mostly it's it's very broad it just says tell us about yourself about your family co curricular activities academics and so on and why it brings you to i am bangalore uh, you need to write around 600 to 650 words on this uh, i've been in told that it carries a lot of weightage i don't think uh, it's the weightage is plugged into the algorithm itself but uh, very senior people at i am bangalore reportedly read these sops yeah so it's it's very important if you want to get into i am bangalore that you write a excellent ex- sop uh besides this also the professors who interview you uh, do read your sop before coming to the interview and they will ask you questions from that so my sop process was simple i wrote something gave it to ranjini she edited everything gave it back to me so find ranjini if you can that is the solution to sop troubles nice so you found ranjini you were lucky yes. but what can others do is there a, again a forum that helps people or other consultants yeah. or something like that I think if you so join a coaching, yeah, the the coaching centers themselves yeah. make recommendations as and when required. So the coaching centers do help you with this, but I think the best thing is you find a friend of yours who can read it. That's the person who will give you the most honest feedback. So uh, since you have taken both CAT and GMAT, I am assuming that you have applied to B schools both in India and abroad. So, what were the key differences that you found in the application processes? Like, what do uh, each of these types of B schools expect from a student? Uh, before Surya answers, just for the context of viewers, uh, Surya scored seven seventy out of eight hundred, I believe, in GMAT. So that makes him perfectly eligible to answer everything about GMAT. Yeah. Okay. So, despite uh, Sabya's high praise, I actually never prepared for the GMAT. Uh, maybe that helped me get the seven seventy. Uh, yeah, it was never my plan to actually apply to foreign B schools. I took the GMAT in March because I thought I'd apply to ISB in case nothing else works out. So that was the plan. GMAT prep-wise, I I took two tests which are available online on the GMAT dot com. Uh, I think it's called MBA dot com. So that's just to understand the format uh, of the exam. So I think I discussed the format in the first question. It's a tiny bit different from the CAT. Uh, so I found the verbal section slightly harder to be honest than CAT. it requires a bit more intensive reading than uh, perhaps the one i did and also requires you to be very quick in inter- interpreting passages so the verbal section is a little harder quant much easier uh, so there are things you can do for gmat prep but if you are someone who is thinking of doing both cat and gmat prep the smartest thing you can do is just prepare for cat write gmat two weeks or three weeks after that that is the smartest thing you can do you, sh- you will probably ace it if you are only preparing for gmat there are separate gmat guides for the different sections that you can use uh, that is that will be helpful there are also around eight mock tests that you can get on the official website the gmat english is where uh, you will find the most difficulty compared to any other section so preparation for that needs to be a little bit more intensive so you need to know things like subject verb agreement very very thoroughly and uh, where to use phrases and uh, technicalities of english you need to know if you're going to do well in the gmat so what worked for me is actually blind luck i used my intuition a lot in the gmat uh, verbal uh, when i got my 770 score it was not something i expected a lot of the questions in english i just went with what my intuition said it told uh, b is the correct answer over d 
there will always be only two options that are close anyway and i think at least three or four of these i got just solely because of intuition and intuition isn't uh, actually luck it's also because you've built up this uh, my mind memory that something is only right because you've read so much your mind just relates it to something you've read before so it helps uh, so that's with uh, gmat what else was i supposed to answer in gmat oh yeah yeah the application process for b schools no yeah so for in b schools i applied to i think two finally just for fun because one of them was free yeah so the difference is that you need to get you need to write a much much more detailed sop you need to write two essays uh, so that's the main difference each foreign app takes a month and i'm not kidding it is very very serious business serious work and i can see ranjini smiling because she wrote <laughs> she didn't write she helped me on both the essays a lot yeah so that's the thing if foreign apps take a lot of time if you're going to do it you'll have to be serious about this right from the beginning and yeah work on the essays yeah i think that covers everything regarding the exam process for both cat and gmat we'll dissect the interview process in another episode so we'll we'll wrap up here uh, surya was uh, it was too mainstream for surya to i think uh, write a linkedin post that's why he decided to make a podcast about it wrong wrong see my my master plan was be do the podcast then i do my publicity along with podcast publicity see that way i won't come off as uh, someone who's doing this solely for I am a publicist. Two birds in one stone. Mm, yes. Yeah, so we'll wait for the LinkedIn post. So that was it from this episode of the Other Side. Hope you guys enjoyed it. You can find us on Instagram at the Other Side underscore podcast, and you're more than welcome to ping us with feedback regarding the episode and regarding any guests you would love to hear from. Meanwhile, stay safe. Hit that follow button. Share this episode with your friends and stay tuned for more. Adios and see you again soon.